Well, hello and welcome to another episode of The Movie Men. The Movie Men. Mm-hmm. Uh, actually, in this case, sort of a uh, a time travely episode. Yeah. An episode out of time. Right. Not so, not the movie itself we're no, reviewing, but no, when we're the, recording the, it. The episode. So yeah. uh, the episode you're listening to right now, mm-hmm. at the time of release, um, will have been recorded about two weeks ago. Yeah. And last week's episode uh, is getting recorded tomorrow night. What a strange world. And things we are live weird. In. Yeah. So the reason for we'll give you a little behind the scenes, super super quick. The reason for an episode out of time um, is that sometimes when a mommy and a daddy uh, are no longer getting along, one of them moves out. Where are you go? What? And and in this case, I'm the one who's moving. Oh, I see. Yeah. I mean, Pete and I are still getting along. Yeah. There's no divorce. He's happening. joking. There's there's no rift between no. us. Uh, but I am moving. Yes. I'm moving. Uh, actually, by this point, I have moved. Mm-hmm. Uh, Feels... About two hours away. Yes. Um, because I am a shifty, shifty person yeah. who does not put the podcast first. <laughs> and no, no, have just you. decided to, uh, to, you know, off and make something of myself. Hey. Um, so I'm now living in the city of the GTA. Also known as Sintown. Sintown, yeah. Sintown of Ontario. Mm-hmm. Um, with any luck, um, yeah. With any luck, moving forward, any of the episodes we record, mm-hmm. um, which, by the way, are not going to slow down, are not going to stop. No. Um I think I've got an audio technique sort of figured out mm-hmm. that uh, will keep us both sounding like we're in the same room. Right. And uh, everything will be all, you know, smexy as far as that goes. Hunky dory. Um, but we did decide to record um, a couple of episodes and, and sort of bank them. Yeah. Um, just, just, just so to that, give you some time yeah, to move. Yeah, just during the moving process and stuff like that. Yeah. It can kind of get settled in. And... Um, you know, yeah. So what does that mean? It means a couple of things. It right. means that uh, at the end of this episode, yeah, we are not going to talk about what we watched this week. Right, because that'll be out of sequence. And we're not going to give each other recommendations. No. Last week's recommendations, mm-hmm. uh, which I don't know what they are yet because mm-hmm. we're not recording that until tomorrow night. Right. Whoa, paradox. Um, will come to fruition, not next week, but the week after. Right. Um, so keep listening, yeah. and uh, before too long, we'll be back to our regular scheduled programming. Yeah, yeah. Uh, with all that out of the way, yeah. um, oh, one other thing. Mm. Um, as previously mentioned in last week's episode, mm. our Patreon page is up and running now. Right. Um, so there are links posted down below how you can go and support us for less than a cup of coffee a day. Mm-hmm. You can make the movie men happier. Even than they even like are. a quarter a month yeah. would be awesome. Well, I don't know if Patreon will. I think it's there's like a dollar minimum. But if you give us a dollar and you want fifty cents back on every dollar, we can cut a deal. If you give us a dollar a month, right? That's which I think is the minimum. If okay. you give us a minimum of a dollar a month, we'll show up with coffee on your doorstep. Pete will fly out to wherever you live, as long as it's in the Greater Hanover area, and will crisp high five the heck out of you. That is a true fact. Yeah. 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 yeah, and then true. I mean, there's other. There's going to be other tiers. We're not really yeah. sure. Yeah, we haven't got that. Far what yet. all the, you know, exclusive content that's offered to you, you know, is going to be. Yeah. Um, last night with a couple of drinks, sitting around the campfire, someone threw the work merch around. So we'll see. Mm. We'll see what happens. Yeah. Um. Uh, yeah. So, uh, what did we do? We decided uh, instead of doing a vote for our two banked episodes, right. we would each pick a movie. Yeah. That was near and dear to right. each of us. Yeah. Uh, you picked one and I picked one. That's correct. Uh, that was near and dear to us mm-hmm. and the other fella had not seen. ever seen. Yeah. Um, so that's what we did. Mm-hmm. And uh, this week we are doing the one that I recommended for you. That's right. Uh, which was what, Pete? Edward Scissorhands. Edward Don't Run With Scissors. Hands. Hands. Yeah. And, um, the 1990 classic. This movie is... So near and dear to me. Is it? In so many ways. I mean, I'm a big Tim Burton guy. Well. So there's that. So I 
didn't realize it was him and then as soon as the credits rolled around and his name popped on the yeah. screen I'm like oh that's oh, why course. the recommendation yeah. came yeah okay. so I'm, I'm a big tim burton guy um i'm a hit and miss johnny depp guy okay um but i do i think when johnny depp and tim burton are working together they usually come up with something pretty beautiful right yeah uh, i like winona Ryder. oh yeah alan arkin is in this right um uh vincent price is in this he hmm. plays the inventor right right so there's so many really great um diane uh oh shoot what's her name hmm that plays um that plays the 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 mother oh yeah i don't know her name diane keen yeah. i think maybe anyways she's in this um for our backstreet boy fans out there Apparently, Nick Carter he is Nick of Carter, the Backstreet Boys. Yeah, Nick Carter is uh, playing on a front lawn. And on a slip and slide, apparently. Yeah. 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 So, he, yeah. I mean, so I've seen this film before. Sure. Obviously. Um, many, many, many times. Kind of one of those verbatim. Um, I've gotten I've, I've gotten past the point of just watching the film. <laughs> and I'm in the territory of being able to... Act it out. Well, um, really analyze it Mm. and really like there's a lot of things done in this film that um are very intentional from a directing standpoint cool that are are trying to get a certain point across right um so that's fun i've reached the stage with this movie where i can just really break it down and And, you know and it's cool that it's not just the face value that it does have some some layers oh yeah Yeah. this is this is a very layered film Mm. i would say so what were this was your first viewing of it what would you so yeah ultimately this was my first viewing um and i do i kind of get that feeling that you're talking about like i watched it at face value the first time but i do feel like it is one of those movies you could probably watch sure a few times and actually kind of just pick up some tendencies or some yeah. some intentions from the director. Um, it was weird how my perceptions about this movie were not what the movie was at all. Yeah, like it's so. So what was your percent? What what was your understanding going into it of what this movie was? Okay, so I guess I don't really have any definitions of what it was, but I'll tell you what I was surprised about. Okay, if that makes sense. It's kind of reverse engineering here. I didn't realize, I thought he was going to be more of a monster kind of psychopath. Like, I thought he was like a killer or something. As a, when in reality, world's biggest sweetheart. Yeah, I, I, for some reason I thought like he was, like I, maybe I just equated him like I thought he was like a Freddy or something. Right. That like was hunting people. The image that he's supposed to sort of make you think of. Yeah. Is a puppy dog. Right. Right. Is, is the big brown eyes. Right. Innocent, Soft, spoken, naive, yeah. yeah, you know. So yeah, it was more of like a tragedy of the, this nice. It is, and it is individual. It's a tra- tragedy. Far more pleasant in tone and in its themes at, at times. Like obviously, there's some, some turning dark stuff. Up, dark stuff, but it's it, Tim Burton. It was way more pleasant and vibrant than I thought it would be. He's so benevolent, and he's just so easily relatable. Um, I just also I just thought it would be set in the 1800s i thought it would be like okay. a frankenstein-esque like someone's inventing a cyborg or like a fake human being and when it was set kind of in quote-unquote like the modern day or the 20th century i, I was like beside myself i'm like what um, which yeah. is interesting that it's one of those if you kind of watch it um they do they're a little intentional about not really like there's there's you can kind of draw conclusions from the cars that are there right and you can kind of draw conclusions from the tv set and stuff right um but they're they don't really specifically pinpoint this is the state that we're in this is the time that it is this is you know and it's an interesting touch because it gives it a bit of a timeless feel yeah that it doesn't obviously because it doesn't become outdated within 10 5 years um so yeah and yeah, I was expecting more like the the home that he lived in, that gothic mansion. Yeah, I was expecting something like that for the whole movie, oh, not okay. like this idyllic kind of fifties, which of is town. It's so stark in contrast. But, yeah, and I think that 
touches on kind of what you're talking about earlier with so Tim Burton's so there, yeah so there's a bunch of things in this movie yeah. um, that I was saying you know were super intentional yeah and one of them is the depiction of suburbia right that they're all these brightly colored homes right um, and there's a couple of beautiful shots mm. where the um, it's morning sure it's like Monday morning yeah and all the husbands leave the house and get in the car and drive away for work at the exact same time. <laughs> and they're all driving the exact same model of car. They're just different colors. <laughs> and then a little bit later on in the film, uh, there's sort of the opposite effect. Mm. It's the end of the day and they all drive home and they all get home at the same time. Right. Um, and all there's no working women in this movie except for Peggy. Who Ooh. is an Avon? It's true. I never made that connection. Avon person, right? right? So yeah. it's it is kind of set in that mm-hmm. um, that tone. Yeah. Um, Peggy's family is a very uh, it's your stereotypical nuclear family. Yep. There's a husband that goes off to work, mm-hmm. the homemaker yep. that stays home, yep. a boy and a girl. Yep. Right. Mm-hmm. So it kind of fits into that. Sure. You know. Yeah. Um, Really, this is a story about people fearing and judging what they don't understand. Right. Um, and wrongfully so. Right. Right. So the idea of this movie is that Vincent Price, mm-hmm. the um, the inventor, yep. uh, lives in this, at the time, very majestic castle yeah. up, on the, up on the hill in the town. Mm-hmm. Um, and he... He invents lots of things, mm. but uh, he seems to have sort of, he's got like a cookie factory going. Yeah. Um, and we see throughout flashbacks throughout the movie, mm. kind of the story, his story, right? Mm. So right. Edward keeps kind of having these moments where he's reminiscing about his his his, his dad, essentially. Right, yeah. Um, and it, yeah, it kind of comes from the inventor. He, he kind of picks up a... He's got a machine that is like dicing lettuce, mm-hmm. right? Um, yeah. With these these scissor, like these crazy chopping knife hand things, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Um, and he holds up a heart cookie, mm-hmm. sort of, because the, the, the shape of the machine is sort of autonomous. It's kind of got like a, a human body sure. look to it, a head and sort of a torso and yeah. two arms. Um, and he kind of comes up with the idea. He kind of he kind of asks himself in that moment, mm. "Could I make a person?" Mm. Um, and so, and he does. Right. He's successful. Yeah. Um, and there's there's a scene where there's he kind of flips through the pages of his book where you can see how he's like the different stages. He adds like a circulatory system and he does all this cool stuff. Right. Um, and essentially, what happens is. He creates this human, mm. and just before he can finish him, right, he has a heart attack. Yeah, um, talk about poor timing. Actually, I don't know if it'd be a heart attack or a stroke. He kind of he doesn't really grab his chest. Yeah, it could. I maybe it was a stroke because wow. he because he, he kind of just his face just kind of goes very blank, yeah. and then he just collapses yeah so maybe he had a massive stroke and now it also is hollywood so i mean it might not be completely medically accurate he just has some affliction shut that, your mouth he just has some affliction that literally just strikes him down. that kills him yeah, yeah. and he's he's old yeah you know, he's probably in his 80s when this happened yeah um not sorry to all our 90s listeners mm-hmm. uh you're not old you're spring chickens mm-hmm. um but yeah so it's 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 tragic, and there's a, there's so many lines in this movie. And and so I just want to cut you off because it wasn't even that like he was. It was like he literally had the hands in his scissors of like here I want to give you these, and then like he died. Yeah. Like it wasn't like oh tomorrow morning we'll get yeah, to it. No, like it he was, literally yeah. had them. I want to say in his hands, but they're his scissors. Yeah. He literally had them in his scissors, and then yeah. his poor father passed. And away. Um, so, so there's so many lines in this movie that, to me, really, mm. uh, really just have like so much depth and right. so much gravity to the lines. Hmm. Um, 
like when when Peggy first finds Edward up in the castle mm. um, because she sees this decrepit old castle and she decides I'm going to sell them some makeup and she literally just not Avon only Avon calling and she just walks in like what was with that she just can like I'm gonna go right well, through the I'm just the gonna house. go into the hall and into the parlor and up the stairs and up yeah. the second set of stairs and then through the back door and then up another set of stairs like yeah. at what point do you just back off and, and the whole like, time she's, ta- she's like this is a beautiful house <laughs> like she's, you know, um, but so Peggy asks Edward, mm-hmm. where are your parents? Sure. Where is your mother? Okay. Where is your father? Mm-hmm. And when she asks, where is your father? Right. You get your first glimpse into the naivety, mm-hmm. the ignorance of mm-hmm. Edward. The innocence. The innocence. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Not ignorance. Is, no, ignorance no, no. has gotten like a negative rap these right. days, but right. just he's just ignorant to the world. Yes. Um, he says he didn't wake up. Mm. Yeah. He didn't wake up. That was that was right. Like he doesn't. Yeah. He doesn't get it. Yeah. He doesn't understand. And death. that that's that at that point that innocence really contrasted what my opinions of this movie were. Just yeah. because I'm like, wait a minute, he's not like a freddy like no killing people like and i think he's quite yeah and, benevolent. It, and in the same conversation she said what happened to your hands hmm. and edward's response is i'm not finished yeah 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 i'm not finished yeah which has got so much mm-hmm. weight mm-hmm. to it yeah the idea that i'm not complete I'm not like honestly this movie yeah I feel and what's fun what's fun is like it really at the end of the day so I would I would consider this and I'm one of those like there's some debate about this okay um I would put this movie uh in the uh, Christmas category to me this is a Christmas movie it does have a sense of yeah because the climax of the film kind of happens around their Christmas party yeah um and really the the not the whole point but the idea of the story the reason for the story right is a little girl asking her grandmother yeah the reason it's told yeah a little girl asking her grandmother who grandmother is the grown-up winona rider character potentially it's definitely potentially definitely oh it totally is because at the end she's like yeah it's true she she confesses that it's right her right um so but but she's explaining why it snows. Yeah. Where Gra- snow comes Grandma, from. where's the snow coming from? And it from? turns out that it snows because he's making ice sculptures. Yeah. And that that's, like, it, the movie's just got the perfect amount of disbelief. Mm. The perfect amount of, right. we're going to ask you to believe this. Right. And we're going to make it so fantastical and so heartwarming that you're not going to have a hard time believing it. So, something, so I was kind of like a immature child in that, my mindset going into this movie like i was considering i had to watch it for doing this podcast and so i got the imdb imdb page up when i was like priming up the dvd and i instantly was like my gosh i do not want to do this for two hours like i am just so not into this i am just please like let there be a rainstorm that cuts the power out so i don't have to endure this wow and really you were really anticipating that i had the, well, I just the IMDb you. page and like screenshots of the movie. I'm like, I'm not into this at all. But I actually enjoyed it, viewing it, and the more I'm talking about it now, like it's not in my top twenty no. movies. But, but it's a, the more I'm talking about it, it again, the more it's I'm talking a, yeah. about it, the more I'm like, that was actually a decent movie, and it's uh, it has merit. I yeah. I enjoyed it. So, uh, to me, there's a couple of things. There's a couple of questions that you can ask about Edward's autonomy. Sure, and. Uh, it becomes pretty obvious that Edward doesn't age. Yeah. Edward oh, doesn't yeah. have a biological clock. No, no, um, not at all. And maybe like, which I mean, again, is a disbelief thing. His, like his parts just aren't going to wear out. Maybe. Right. Um, but another question that can be asked is what, how much of him is human? Right. Um, yeah. So, like, I'm wondering, uh, like, we see him in a couple of different outfits in this film. Mm-hmm. However, underneath every outfit that we see him in mm-hmm. is always his black leather 
Yes, bodysuit. Yeah. Um, and so I don't know, is he human under that? Is he mechanical right. under that? Yeah. Right? How much of that original right. machine? Because it's not just like he took the idea of that machine and built a human out of it. He 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 turned that machine into Edward. Yeah. Right. Right. So question. Yeah. Um so the only I could be wrong because I've only seen it once, so forgive me. Um, so the only definitive timeline that I'm aware of is from when Peggy finds him to when the grandmother is telling the story in bed, because that's our only measurement for time. Like, do we know exactly how long between when he was, when his father passed away and when Peggy found him? Like, like how it, long he was in there? Yeah, I have like, no idea. Like, it could have been years. It could have been. been 50 years could have been two days like we don't we yeah, don't know because right? because you never see um like yeah the castle's been left there for a while mm-hmm. there's like a hole in the roof there's a hole in the roof there's massive cobwebs everywhere yeah it's very run down it's very decrepit right the style of the castle itself is very gothic mm-hmm my guess, um, if you look at even the style of, um, if you look at the style of books that he's reading poetry out of, mm. if you look at the style of clothing that he's wearing, mm. the stylistic influences in Edward's leather suit, yep. Um, and just sort of the sheer mechanical aspect of how, um, like the factory's got kind of that American industrial steam driven steampunk kind of feel to it. Right. My guess would be if you were to say that this, that this movie takes place, um, in the eighties, mid to late eighties, we'll say. Sure. Right. My guess is... Uh, Edward's been in there alone for about a hundred years. I could buy that. I would say it's been about a hundred years. I could buy that. Yeah. Um, and I'd be very curious. Um, yeah, there's some, uh, there's some, there's a scene where like when Peggy's exploring, uh, there's a fireplace in the house mm. that's got a bunch of newspaper clippings uh, and stuff yeah. there. And I, I'd be curious to sort of mm-hmm. screenshot that mm-hmm. and see if you could zoom in and pick up on any sort of, right. you know, any sort of tells but, that would give you a hint as to how long he's been in there. But yeah. uh, that's something I've never thought about before. Yeah. Um, yeah. But my guess would be about a hundred years. I mean, yeah. Um, which anyway. then, from the time, like you can, you can probably reasonably assume that sixty years, there's a sixty-year time gap between yep. the story yep. and the grandmother. Yes. Right. Yeah, somewhere um, in that range. So, so he's 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 closing in on two hundred years. Yeah. You could argue. Edward. You could make the argument. Yeah. Yeah. So. But oh. no, there's so much, there's like, this movie deals with not understanding, not, not um, respecting things that you don't understand, not right. accepting things that you don't understand. Right. Um, it, it, it deals with exploit, uh, exploiting things. Mm-hmm. As soon as they find out that he can cut hair. Oh, yeah. It becomes like, that, that is his value. Yes. I, Nobody except for Winona Ryder's character and a little bit Peggy. Sure. Really see any anything any you know any value in Edward that isn't skin deep. Right. 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 Yeah, I read I did some reading and some people speculate that it could be a bit of a metaphor for um different conditions like autism and oh, sure. disorders like that. Just and just because of the kind of the suburban setting that it's in, there's like this fascination with him at first and throughout it, they don't really understand him at all, but it starts with a fascination and then their lack of understanding turns into like a mob mentality and they kind of just don't value him for, for his val for what he 
what he is, yeah. and then they turn on him when they kind of scapegoat him into different things. Yeah, he's on the he's on TV. He's, yeah, you know, he's doing all sorts. Of, yeah. And and, and really, and, and the of importance. This did come out in like the post Rain Man nineteen eighties nineteen nineties era. So this could have been. I mean, that's just one interpretation. They take him and use him uh, to pin a robbery on him. Yeah. Um, yeah. During which he has so much love for. Mm. Kim for no, Kim. Kim yeah yes he's got so much love for Kim yeah that he although it wasn't his idea yeah he he lies and he takes the blame yeah yeah right because I forgive me again I, I forget all the details of this movie I've, yeah uh, but it was something along the lines of I think wasn't Kim under the impression like oh he didn't understand what was happening and then you it's revealed like he knew what he was doing but he, he cared exactly about Kim so much that he kind of took the rat yeah 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 there's yeah i honestly there's there's so many yeah like the I, movie's just so good there there are two little specific things that bothered me and they're sure. not big fundamental plot things they're just kind of little things that they're kind of notches against it that i was like yeah. this specific scene bothered me one and i think i'm not alone here when the grandmother's like oh sometimes you can still see me dancing and Oh, I don't want to go see him because I want to remember him how, or want him to remember me how I used to be. Yeah. For goodness sakes, what have you been doing for the last 70 years? Yeah. Why the heck have you not, have you not gone, gone up, up to see him? Especially like, because it's, he's three blocks away. He is three blocks away. And he's so benevolent. Like, he's a sincere creature. I don't want to call him a human being. He's a sincere creature. He, I'm sure he just wants to see you because he cared about you so much. He's up there carving statues the of you. statues of you. he's never forgotten about you and no. you're kind of letting and he, and he never will because he'll probably like until someone else also <laughs> yeah uh you're expected to believe that in the hundred years prior to peggy going up there <laughs> yeah. no one else has gone into that castle right. no one's decided let's tear down this eyesore because it's it's crazy. It's it's or, amazing or even how fake squatters that, or yeah. even squatters. Oh like yeah, the neighborhood and, hobo hasn't gone. And it's to amazing there. how fake that, like I it it's, yeah. I like how fake the castle looks. Right, like the shot with the town. Yeah, and then this like superimposed castle yeah. on this like decrepit hill. It is cool. It's so it's it's very. I think it's very stylistically intentional. Yeah. Right, but that's true. But yeah, so no one's gone in into that castle for a hundred years right. or. The 60 years since. After. Yeah. I mean, it kind of makes sense that nobody's gone in for the 60 years since because now uh, it's just, it's it's too tragic. That's where... No, I'm going to... This is my second problem. No, there is not an excuse for not going in that house. So I, I, I literally put my hands on my hips and said, are you kidding me? When my own rider comes out and like, look, here's his hand. He fell. He's dead. Let's all go home. Yeah, she fakes it. Like death. literally nobody... Not even the police, who's that's their job, did a search for a body to sure. confirm her testimony. Like, come Sorry, on. I threw my keys. No, um, that's fine. Come on. Like, how can you coexist in this communi yeah, community without I mean, actually knowing he's dead or alive? But you know what? I think that's, that is, there, he, uh, Tim Burton's making a point there. Yeah. The point is that the second that there wasn't something there to exploit. Mm -hmm. The second they couldn't use him and, uh, you know, make a spectacle out of him, mm -hmm. nobody cared. Yeah. They were on to gossip about the next thing. I guess. Right? That, that that's how little the value, mm. it's how little they cared. Nobody cared about him. Right. They just cared about what they could do to him. Fair, I'll, I'll buy that. And, and yeah, so the tragedy of this is that it's mm -hmm. determined the world just doesn't understand you. Right. So it's best that we fake your death and that yeah. you spend the rest of forever alone. Right, we can't change the world, so we'll just change you. Yeah. Hmm. One other actually minor problem that I had was just when that kind of climax happened where... He again, he's benevolent, and he tries to help Kev, Kevin. I believe it is the Kevin's boy. the son. Yeah, yeah. And there's that van, so he goes to help him, and then he's like attending. So it pushes him out of the way of the yeah. drunk driver, and then he's like attending to him, but inadvertently he's like scratching his face up. Yeah. The uh, the problem I have with the genesis of that scene is literally 
scissor hands and Wyona Ryder are embraced, like in a hug. He then breaks the embrace to go attend to Kevin. And I feel she lagged on quite a long time. She like she took a long time to get to where Sister Hands was, and I feel like she could have done a better job de-escalating that situation instead of letting it get to where it went. That like Kevin's face is ripped off, and the whole neighborhood's it's out there with pitchforks. It's not. There's a couple of little scratches on his face, but it's the neighbor. That but that's the reason the neighborhood is oh, on for the sure. hunt for him. And I feel Wyona Ryder could have been like, guys, a Sister Hands back up, and B, guys, look, he just saved Kevin. Yeah, and the whole movie turns out differently. Sure, I. Anyway, but then you wouldn't have the artistic and yeah, like a yeah. accomplishment of all. Yeah, yeah. um, from a makeup, <clears throat> excuse me, makeup mm, standpoint, makeup sure. is very classic Tim Burton. Okay, sort of sunken in eyes, sure. pale skin. Yeah. Um, there's uh, there's some. I mean, I I don't want to wreck any of your trivia. I'm so excited. Oh, no. oh, maybe we should do the trivia. Yeah. Because, oh, well, sure. I don't want to say any behind-the-scenes stuff that's right. maybe going to damage your trivia. Sure. And because I, yeah, because I adore this film, I'm very interested in your trivia today. Okay. okay. So I don't know if my trivia will live up to your Tim Burton okay. knowledge, right. hype, well. etc. But I've got three questions for you, and some Ooh. of them are a little tangent. They're not directly Tim Burton. But do you know what I like about three questions? Um, it's not two. Awesome. So I learned that from Grover. Uh, yeah, I don't know what that means. So Grover, Sesame Street. Oh, I see. Okay, yeah, <sighs> yeah. It's been a few years. So this film marks the, as you're probably well aware, the first time that Tim Burton and Johnny Depp worked, worked together. together. Yeah, okay. absolutely. They ended up becoming good friends and obviously partnered together a lot with films they collaborated on. Yeah. Can you tell me how many films they collaborated on? Okay. Can I have some time? Oh, for sure. Okay. You can uh, sound it out. Do you have a list of them? I have a list of them. Okay. And so, I'll keep track on my hand okay. if you get any. So um, starting from the beginning, I this this won't necessarily all be in order. That's fine. Um, Edward Scissorhands. One. Ed Wood. Two. Sweeney Todd. Three. Uh, Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. Four. Alice in Wonderland. Five. Um, Dark Shadows. Six. Um, Sleepy Hollow. Seven. Um, hang on. <laughs> no, 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 no. Hang on. Um, I got to be getting close. You're close. Uh, no, 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 don't, no, no, no. I just said you're just close. Give me, give me, give me you're a closer second than here. you were when you started. Um, That's what I'll say. Some of his more recent stuff. They haven't done anything in a little bit. For those bit. listening, he's at seven that he's listed yeah. correctly. They haven't done anything in a little while. Yeah. Um, Do you want to hint? No, no. Okay. I'm, I, uh, I'm trying to think through his... Oh. Audience, if you could see Brady, like he is the Tim Burton Knight of the Year. Oh, this his, is the sweat oh, um, beads are um, dripping um, down um, his face. Um, Corpse Bride. That's eight. Is that all of them? That's all of them. All right. Good Look for you, that. Brady. Thanks. See, Corpse Bride was tough because that's a claymation. I'm, I'm like looking for Johnny Depp's face. Right. But Corpse Bride is just his voice. Right. You yeah. got most of them. Um, that was the only one you skipped, and you got all of them. Yeah. Sweet. Good for you. All right. Okay. The second one is a Johnny Depp question, and. I was actually surprised by this because I didn't know much about Johnny Depp other than, you know, rum and pirate, yo-ho, etc. Yes. How many Oscar nominations does oh, Johnny God. Depp have? Oh, see, that's tough because there's a lot of Johnny Depp movies that I haven't seen. Mm. I'm going to guess he probably got an Oscar nomination for Finding Neverland. Okay. Because it's just that Oscar-y kind of movie. Yeah. So that's, that's um, one. What's one? Uh, I don't i can't think of any tim burton movie that he likely got an oscar nomination for maybe with the exception of um no i don't know probably not any of the pirates movies hmm yeah um but then he's in movies like that that chocolat oh yeah yep however you say chocolate in french I'm so Canadian. Um, <laughs> uh, Rum Diaries. 
I'm going to say... So you've got one with Finding Neverland. Okay. None of the other ones I've said. So I don't know why I just... Stopped counting. Affirmed you at the beginning and then stopped there. So I'm going to make a guess two or three or four or five. Okay. Uh, He was in What's Eating Gilbert Grape, which is... Hmm. I don't know if I've seen that. No. Um, I'm going to say four. Sure. I don't know what the four are. You don't know what the four are. Okay. So um, yeah, like I, I. So I'm just gonna list them. Finding maybe, Neverland. Maybe was, Transcendence. Finding Neverland was one. Yeah. Sweeney Todd was two. Really? Have, okay. Have you seen Sweeney Todd? Oh, I've seen it. Have you? I I adore that movie. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. I. <laughs> shout out to Jesse Voth and Marshall Biller. It's so good. We in our first year of university, we literally went door to door knocking on people's houses to see if they owned Sweeney Todd like this is before the days of Netflix and like people digital. you knew or just people like random people that's amazing and no one on our campus owned it because it's such oh, a weird okay. movie this is like okay yeah, like yeah, it was yeah, 2009 yeah. this is this is Soon. in a residence yeah oh, okay I'm thinking like not in a, in a town no like just but, st- but still random Hi. strangers yeah okay and it was still and it was it's kind of an out there movie so it's not like everyone has it on their mantle right and no one had it. I, I have it on my mantle. Well, you're, so, you're... Oh, my God. So, anyway, that's the second one. The third will blow your mind. Okay. Pirates of the Caribbean, The Curse of the Black Pearl. <laughs> For best actor? For best actor, yes. I mean, his his performance in that is incredible. Yeah, but I was surprised that it would have got that attention. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah, that's it. Those are the three. Oh, okay. So, it's yeah. not four. Correct. No, it's three. Yeah. That was close. Yeah, I let it slip a little bit. I was but like, by, two more. by Price is Right rules, yeah. I lost. Yeah, you yeah. did. I but, went over. Yeah. All right, the last question. It's kind of, uh, we'll, we'll see. It's not the best question, but it's a question. Hollywood, as we've talked about before on different movies, Hollywood sometimes pushes the limit with like-aged characters being portrayed by actors who are very contrasting ages. Okay. Does that make sense? Yeah. If you had to guess, what is the age difference between Wyona Ryder and Johnny. and Johnny Depp? And I'll give you some options. I'll give you some options. It's a multiple choice. So A, they're the same age. B, they're not. B, they're the, there's a three years difference. C, a seven years difference. And D, 11 years difference. I think it's seven. You are correct. Yeah. And so... And just for the record, she was 19 and he was 26. Yeah. Um, and so they uh, they were married. They got oh, married. I knew they had a relationship. I didn't realize I'm they were married. I'm pretty sure he marries okay. her. Okay. Sure. Um, he's got a... Ta- he had a tattoo on his arm for a very long time that said Winona for forever. Wow. Um, and then when they split and that all ended, he had the tattoo changed to say Wino forever. Oh. Yeah, it. She's not listed on the Wikipedia spouse list, like ex okay. spouse list. So I'm yeah. not sure. But okay, I I could they be obviously wrong. were together. I, I think maybe they were engaged at least. Like it was oh. it was a serious relationship. I maybe read something about that. Yeah, they yeah. were for sure serious. Yeah, yeah. That's for um, sure. Okay, so then a couple of behind the scenes yes. things that Please. are interesting. Mm-hmm. One, um, initially Johnny De- uh, initially Tim Burton was having not worked with Johnny Depp before. Right. Was unsure about casting him. Oh, really? Um, Tim Burton. Tim Burton was. Okay. Because Johnny Depp's, uh, what Johnny Depp was known for right. prior to this is 21 Jump Street. The TV Where show. he plays a pretty boy. Okay. Yep. A very attractive heartthrob. Right. Undercover cop kind of thing. And right. it just didn't fit into the image that that Tim Burton wanted to give to Edward. And it was actually Tim Burton's daughter who was there at one of the, the was there for Johnny's audition <laughs> that said, Daddy, it's him. Really? And it, it, it became him solely on his brown puppy dog eyes. Oh, really? Because if you think about it, picture, yeah. picture picture Edward Scissorhands. Okay. And now give him blue eyes. It kills it. Right. Well, it's not. Maybe. It it doesn't have that gentle innocence that the the brown 
doughy eyes. What are you what are you saying to all our blue eyed listeners out there? Oh, I've, hey, I've got green eyes, and <laughs> and you know, no, I know what you mean. The magazines go, go. suggest that women are the most attractive to men of green eyes. So I'm not saying that brown hmm. is that. I'm just saying it's got that kind of sure, you yeah. know, um, innocent look to it. Because everyone knows men with green eyes are not innocent. Mm, no, I can test. Um, so that's interesting. Can you, can you shed some light on, cause you're specifically talking about that casting. Sure. I, I read somewhere and some of it was like on the spectrum of speculation to consideration. Right. Like I read different things all the way from Tom Hanks was considered for Edward to Michael Jackson was considered for Edward to Robert Downey Jr. was considered for Edward and the real outlier, Gary Oldman. I know Gary Oldman. Okay. Yeah. yeah. And again, some of these were like literally just rumors. So I don't think they're, some of them are just very fictional. But the Gary Oldman one, I think, was legit. So I had a list here. Right. Um, and Drew Barrymore was, do you know if she was considered for My Own Riders? I, I read was. something. Yep. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah. Um, so interestingly, uh, a couple, couple fun little interesting facts about yeah, the movie here sure, that I sure. have. Um, I like how you just have a list of interesting facts on this movie ready to go. Uh, so never know when you'll need it. So I'm going to kind of paraphrase these Please. paragraphs here. Of course. Um, so there's 15 items here. Wow. Uh, number 15, mm-hmm. running in the, the running and eating scenes made yep. Johnny Depp ill. Oh. Um. Basically, it was so the movie it was shot in Burbank, California, during Mm. a summer that is said to have been very brutally hot. Oh, and he's in a latex. Well, it's it's actually made of latex, but in this big rubber skin tight bodysuit. Yep. Um. (laughs) Yeah. So so he he was sweating like crazy inside of that thing. I Um, and then they were they were shooting a scene where he was running. Um, he's running from the police car sort of at the end, right. uh, yep. which caused him to be like, he actually got sick. He was like puking. Oh man. Um, and, uh, likewise the backyard barbecue where they're like stuffing food into him. Oh man. And he's, he's like, he's on the verge of heat exhaustion as it's, and he's just like, he got really sick. Um, oh, poor Johnny Depp. so that's interesting. Um, this is the final movie that Vincent Price was in before oh, he passed I away read in real life. something about that, yeah. So that's interesting. Yep. Um, let me see. i skip through some of these. Um, so it was shot in a real neighborhood. Oh, really? No. Okay. Um, I wonder if the houses were actually that color or some of them were painted. They were all painted. Okay. I was going to say, because some of them were pretty out there. And yeah, so so production came in and painted the houses, asked, can we paint all your houses? And people said, sure. Um, I don't know if there's some sort of like financial incentive or how that worked. Um, But many of those houses are, are still that color today. Some of them have been bought and like repainted by monsters who aren't sensitive cold to cinematic history cold um, but many of them are are the same which is really cool interesting uh as you mentioned nick carter's in the movie mm. um the studio okay. was all freaked out about the design of edward mm. right um prior to the release of the movie they were all worried about how he looked and that maybe he was too creepy <laughs> Um, that he was kind of ridiculous looking and no one was going to believe it. This is pretty early on in Tim Burton's mm. career. Right? Okay. And so people were just, nowadays, you uh, you expect you, you wouldn't expect, you know, yeah. anything, anything less. No. Um, so uh, the other A-listers okay. who were, uh, who were, who had, I don't know if they all auditioned, um, but they were front runners mm. for... Edward. Okay. Um, so the accurate list that I have. True. Uh, Jim Carrey. Oh, okay, yeah. Tall, lanky, yeah. kind of, you know, yeah. whatever. Yep. Yeah. Uh, Robert Downey Jr. And that, I could see that, that would working. Work. It would have worked. Obviously, the yep. choice they made worked very well, but I could see that. Yeah, William Hurt. Okay. And Tom Cruise. 
Oh, Tommy boy. But I mean, Tom Cruise was almost everybody. And so he was almost in every movie. Could you? What was the second last one? Uh, William Hurt. Oh, okay. Um, Johnny Depp based his performance of Edward off of a, a drawing of a dog. Huh. So Edward is Johnny Depp is trying to embody a dog mm. when he, you know, yeah, when he does it, which is not like he does this all the time, right? So like, um, hmm. Jack Sparrow mm. is a combination of uh, Keith Richards <laughs> and Pepe Le Pew from <laughs> Looney Tunes. <laughs> Right, if you right. take this drunk kind of yeah. all over him and add a little bit of puppy dog, horn dog, yeah. you know, romance to it, then it becomes, <laughs> you know, um, Johnny Depp. This isn't the only time that Johnny Depp played Edward Scissorhands. Mm. Um, Edward, both he, he was in um, Family Guy twice. Both once playing Edward and mm. the second time playing Jack Sparrow. Oh, really? Which is kind of interesting. Yeah. Um, this is something to think about. Sure. Um, the story is told through Edward's eyes. Mm. So, okay. So, so then maybe that's why some of the things appear kind of fantastic to us. Is that so? Consider the fact the film is about an outsider. Entering a oh, world that okay. people find boring. Hmm. Right? People are bored with their kind of, oh, yeah. you know. Yeah. Um, so someone that is entering a world that has no understanding of it. Right. Right? You realize that you are meant to be Edward. You are shown this hmm. suburban world that you, we don't really understand. Mm -hmm. Doesn't make any sense to us because that's not the way things really are. Right, and that's exactly what Edward is experiencing. He's yeah. entering into this world that he doesn't, he doesn't get. He can't wrap his that, that he doesn't fit in. Right. Uh, the movie didn't do well at the box office. Really. Um, but uh the home release was like obviously it's a it's a cult classic now right yeah so the home, it's one of the you know true uh and it was almost a musical right because he tim burton's done some musicals correct yeah i mean he did um or eventually he, he, did, does, he does sweeney todd um right and That's the only one you can maybe say that uh willy wonka is, is a musical is nightmare before christmas his is that a Tim Burton movie or no? So, it is, he produced it. Oh, I see. Okay. Sure. And it is regarded as, like, the title of the film is Tim Burton's Nightmare Before Christmas. Right. He didn't direct it. Okay. Um, but he did kind of create, it's still his. It's kind of I one see. of those weird, um, Nightmare Before Christmas is also actually a, like, Tim Burton got his start as an animator at Disney. Mm. And then Disney was like... No, you're weird. You should leave. Yeah. Please um, get out. But so what's interesting is there was actually, uh, <laughs> there was like a liquid cooling system mm. inside of that suit oh. to try to keep him literally away from getting heat he, stroke. Sure. Like it was just, but it he's was still, intense. But and he's not only that. that You've got makeup on. Oh, yeah. You've got a big, hot, sweaty wig. Like, that's quite a wig that he's wearing. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So, but on the topic of the fact that it was almost a musical, yep. Um, yep. the music in this movie. Yeah. Danny Elfman, who, who I mean, works pretty exclusively with Tim Burton. Mm. They do a lot of work together. Right. Um, most of Tim Burton's... Um, most of Tim Burton's movies are scored by Danny Elfman. Oh, okay. and to me, it's just so like it—it's part of what makes the film hmm. what it is. Yeah, it's so you know. You could argue like uh, music for most movies is can be a crucial factor, right? Oh yeah, 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 absolutely. Yeah. Uh, do you have anything else to add about this? Um, anything yeah. that really stuck out to you, and you're <sighs> like, oh man, it's amazing. Hmm. The feet, the haircut scenes. Like from the artistic point of view itself, they were very weird to watch yeah. at times. Um, I, I I enjoyed it more than I thought I would. What did you think about the crazy religious lady? <laughs> not that all religious people are crazy. Not, at, not all. at all. Not at all. But she's like, 
yeah she's super concerned she's like he's of because i so but it's also a commentary on she's she's a very conservative um catholic right um to 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 um i don't i don't know what the what the word i'm looking for here is but because she doesn't understand edward mm. he's demonic because right because he's and i think i think she serves as a bit of a microcosm to the town just because she doesn't understand edward and so labels him right. and scapegoats him yeah. and yeah, definitely that that's going on. Okay. Well, I mean, I'm good. I, I could talk about this movie for let's, days. Let's. But. I'll tell you what I gave it out of ten to okay, wrap it up. Yeah. On your your on my uh, little yeah my scale, uh, I gave it a seven point two. So okay. definitely worth the price of yeah. admission if I saw it in theater. Yeah. I I would say I give this movie a nine. Fair. Um, yeah. This is kind of one of those movies that if you're over at my house. Yep. And we all want to watch a movie. <laughs> and it turns out you haven't seen it. Right. Then we're going to watch it. And that specifically has happened with me at your house before. Yes. That's how I watched Back to the Future, like, way after I should have seen it. Yeah. We but only yeah. watched the first one, though, didn't we? We watched all three. Not at once, but eventually. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. No, that's it's fair. It's definitely a movie I will watch again someday. Okay. Yeah, good. Yeah. And, and show to your children. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Okay. Well, uh, do you have a shout out? Uh, I kind of gave them in, in, during the show just about the Sweeney Todd right. chase. So Jesse Voth, Voth and Marshall Miller. Yeah. Um, cool. Do you do you have any shout outs? Uh, I don't have any specific shout outs. I just want to thank uh, Emily Mater again for appearing in last week's. What a delightful episode, episode that was! Um, it it was. I hope it was. I don't I mean, know. We I haven't mean, recorded we're it. We're going to record but... it tomorrow night. Yeah, it's kind of weird. But uh, I am excited <laughs> and reminiscent on the fact <laughs> that. Emily is going to be yeah. had been was in that episode. Sure. Yeah. All right. Uh so until this time next week. Yeah. Same Batman place, same Batman time. <laughs> same Batman light. Same Batman channel. Yeah. Batman light. Like it's in the signal. sky. It's a the it's a bat signal. We'll, oh, oh what what makes the signal? Is it a light? No. Yes. No. It is a lamp. No. Yes. It is. A lamp? the bat lamp all right well thank you thank you all for listening we'll see you next time goodbye